the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 18th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Peter came and said to Jesus, Lord, if another member of the church sins against me, how often should I forgive? As many as seven times? Jesus said to him, not seven times, but I tell you, 77 times. For this reason, the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his slaves. When he began the reckoning, one who owed him 10,000 talents was brought to him. And as he could not pay, his Lord ordered him to be sold together with his wife and children and all his possessions and payment to be made. So the slave fell on his knees before him saying, have patience with me and I will pay you everything. And out of pity for him, the Lord of that slave released him and forgave him the debt. But that same slave, as he went out, came upon one of his fellow slaves who owed him a hundred denarii. And seizing him by the throat, he said, pay what you owe. Then his fellow slave fell down and pleaded with him, have patience with me and I will pay you. But he refused. Then he went and threw him into prison until he would pay the debt. When his fellow slaves saw what had happened, they were greatly distressed. And they went and reported to their Lord all that had taken place. Then his Lord summoned him and said to him, You wicked slave, I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me. Should you not have had mercy on your fellow slave as I had mercy on you? And in anger, his Lord handed him over to be tortured until he would pay his entire debt. So my heavenly Father will also do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother or sister from your heart. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. Good morning. How are you? I see some of you brought some items today. That's good. Last week, if you remember or if you don't, if you were here or if you weren't, I assigned you guys the task to bring whatever you think would be good and helpful for building this restroom that we're trying to build. All right? So, you brought a few things. I want to hear what these things are. Ava, what did you bring? Febreze, and why would that be helpful? <laughs> yep, bathrooms smell bad sometimes. So, Febreze, there you go. Jack, what did you bring? Mm-hmm. Do you think you could use that? Yeah. All right, good. Amanda, what did you bring? A nail gun to help put things together quickly. Very nice. Skip the hammer, went right to the nail gun. I like it. What did you bring, Finn? Screwdriver. Screwdriver. Nice. What should we use that for? 
Like nails, screws. Yeah, for screws, right? That's what you do. Anthony, what did you bring? Um, a hard hat. Hard hat. Very nice. What will we use that for? Yep. Protects your head, right? That's right. That's right. Coop, what did you bring? What is that? Tape measure. What should we use that for? You don't know? Well, I'll have Clayton help you. Clayton, what did you bring? Tape measure. And besides having a lot of fun making them go in and out, what do we do with those? We measure, right? We measure. Claire, Claire, what did you bring? Safety glasses. What do we use those for? Yeah. So nothing goes in our eyes, right? So we're safe. So we're safe. And Gabriel, what did you bring? Toilet paper. I'm not going to ask you what you use that for. <laughs> Toilet paper. Very good. Well, we've got some. We got some tools. We got some know-how. All right, guys, what do you think? Can we get this thing built by ourselves? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. Please do not try building all by yourselves an entire restaurant. Guys, I think we need a few more things. What do we need? A hammer. All tape measures are now to be shut. Yeah, yeah, and All hammers. the way shut. What else do we need, guys? Yep. Um, people. People, that's right. What else? A hammer. What else? Yep. Do we have any materials to build with? Yeah, we need materials. We need people. We should probably have a plan. <laughs> yeah. What else? A sink and a toilet. We need a ton of stuff. We need a ton of stuff. So, here's what I suggest. Instead of trying to do this by ourselves, we're going to do this all together all together, okay? We're gonna, you guys are going to be included. The rest of the church is going to be included. I think we're going to need everybody, including even people that aren't here, to help make this happen, okay? Now, since you guys either go to school or you go to daycare or you stay home somewhere, right? So you're probably busy during the day. In that case, you might not be able to help hammer and cut and saw and do all those things. So what should we do? What should we gather instead of tools and instead of everything else. Yeah. People and? How, how do we get people here to do this? What do we need? We need money. We need money. Yes. We need people and we need money. Are you guys people? Yes. Now we just need money. So, I got an idea. Let's take a vote. Who should pay for this restroom? Yes. The church. Okay, anybody else? Yeah. People that think we should build a bathroom? Anybody else? Should have a fundraiser? Okay. So, people coming to the fundraiser, probably going to be the church. People that think we should build a bathroom, probably going to be the church. So the church. Raise your hand if you're the church. 
Raise your hand if you're the church. Uh-huh, uh-huh. We're all the church. And so together, we're all going to pay for this. We're all going to pay for this. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to think of something that could be used, something that would be helpful that we didn't bring here today. I want you to figure out how much money you might be able to help put towards that. If you want to. If you want to. How much you might be willing to put towards that. I want us to start collecting it, okay? Now, I have a special thing that we're going to put all of this collection money in. But I want us to bring it next week, and I want us to see how far we get, okay? So talk with your parents. Talk with each other. See how much you want to put towards this project. If it's a little bit, that's okay. If it's a lot, that's okay. But we'll figure it out together. Sound good? This is for real. Because it is very costly to be a disciple. We give of ourselves, right? Very good. Should we pray? Let's pray. God, we give you thanks. We give you thanks for the gifts and abilities that you give us, but we also give you thanks for the community that we're in, for the way that we don't have to take on projects ourselves. We take them on together. You call us into things that matter. And we ask that we might put forth things that matter for these good activities, experiences, and even buildings. Thank you for the church. Thank you for the gifts that you give the church. Help us to use these gifts for one another. In your name we pray. Amen. In the name of Jesus, amen. Speaking of cost, what is the cost of forgiveness? What is the cost of forgiveness? I feel like that's the central question that we have before us in today's text. I feel like that's the central question that we have whenever we're considering forgiveness, whether we say it overtly or not. What's the cost of forgiveness? We see in today's text that being discussed, maybe not overtly, but we see the value of forgiveness being lifted up. After Peter and Jesus have yet another very famous dialogue, how often to forgive someone who sins against you? Seven times? No, 77 times. We have this parable. The kingdom of heaven can be compared to, may be compared to. And here we have a servant who is forgiven all of his debt by a master who held him to account, held him in reckoning. After begging, the master is lenient, is pitiful, is merciful, forgives him that debt, and then the slave goes on. Seeing another person who owed him, he is not forgiving of that debt. He is not merciful. He is not someone who is lenient. And then 
the master, seeing how this slave treated the other, calls him back, throws him into jail, where he will be tortured until he pays off all of his debt. That's a hard place to say the gospel of the Lord, isn't it? And here's what we have. What does the master give up? What is the cost to the master for forgiveness to the slave? Jesus Christ. I think ultimately that's where we're going to get. But here in the parable, what is the cost of the master? What does it cost the master in this parable to forgive the slave? What is being given up? Debt. Yes. An actual value. There is debt between the two. Thousands. There's reputation. Exactly. Not just the actual value debt, but there's the reputation that's being had. What kind of master is this? What kind of power do I hold? To what degree do I hold you accountable when you have a debt with me? If you forgive one, it might be that the other assumes that "Ah, I'm going to get forgiven too. What else? What else is given in order to forgive a debt? Power. Yes. It's not just that the debt's being forgiven, but the power that that debt holds when you have when someone has a debt to you, when you have power over that other person to call that debt into practice whenever there is, there's a power dynamic that happens there. I don't go picking fights with the bank very often. You know what I'm saying? There's a power that happens there when you owe a debt to someone and that power is given up too. Forgiveness, we see in this parable, has a cost. We also see in this parable that forgiveness is accepted very quickly. (laughs) The master didn't have to convince the slave, no, you should really take this forgiveness. This wasn't a conversation that took a long time to happen. Begged, was forgiven of the debt, went off, free as a bird. At the same time, It's very costly to give, and not everybody does. The master did, but the second slave did not. Or the first slave did not. We see in this parable that the kingdom of heaven is like forgiveness that is costly. If we were to boil down this whole thing very, very concretely, kingdom of heaven may be compared to forgiveness that is costly. You and I, when we forgive one another for scars that are deep and for scars only at the surface, for sins that are done against us of every kind, what is the cost of forgiveness? Are some of these things the same? Yeah. A lot of sideways head nodding. Yeah. 
Some of it's different. Sometimes we can forgive a financial debt to and from one another. There's still control. There's still power. There's still a change in the relationship between the two of you. And that forgiveness is still costly. When forgiveness happens between one another, we give up our rights. Just like the power is given up in this relationship, we give up the ability to have what might be considered right justice, due justice between one another. Forgiveness is mercy. And mercy isn't always exactly just. Forgiveness is costly. The kingdom of heaven is costly. The forgiveness that we're called to do, the forgiveness we're called to embody, who we're to be as disciples, is not easy. And, you know, you already know that. But here it's highlighted that the people who will bear the cost of this discipleship will be modeled, their lives will be modeled after Christ. And Christ puts an awful lot of himself into life. An awful lot of himself into forgiving. An awful lot of himself into making right what is wrong between us. And not because Christ is the one that owes the debt, but because forgiveness is costly, ultimately, to the wrong person. Forgiveness is costly not to the sinner, but to the one who was sinned against. We know who has paid for our sins. We know who has borne the cost. We are called to give that same costly forgiveness to one another. This text is good news and condemnation at the same time. Do not think for a second that this is a sermon about the ease of forgiveness or the simple command or the simplicity of forgiveness. Forgiveness will haunt you. Forgiveness will follow you. Forgiveness will grind you. It is not an easy thing to forgive. And if you think that you are the only one here that is bearing the weight of the cost of forgiveness, know that you're not alone. Know that the gravity of forgiveness is something that we see in this text. And know that there's grace. There's grace for us in our attempts. There's grace for us in our feebleness. There's grace for us in our brokenness. There's grace. Who will pay for forgiveness? The church. And who is the church? We are. This costs much more than a restroom, but it is our calling. 
Thanks be to God for softened hearts toward one another, for grace that makes this a little bit easier. But ultimately, thanks be to God for you. I don't think we could do this alone. It's not an easy task, but it is ours. And I believe that we should be able to face it bluntly and squarely. (coughs) Forgive. Forgive and bear that cost. And God be with us. Amen.